And we are live. Welcome back to the Digital Creators Podcast. Today we're in the studio with Jackson. Welcome, Jackson. Hey, how you going? So Jackson is a birthplace artist who customizes luxury fashion items and accessories, including handbags, jackets, shorts, lighters, and other small accessories. Jackson sources his material from the luxury brands themselves or secondhand uh, vintage sources like Vestaire or Grailed. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how Jackson got started, his creative background, creative process, um, the fashion industry, and more. So, Jackson, just give us uh, sort of insight on in how you got started as an artist. You, you told me you only started, you know, creating these items about three years ago, but were you mm-hmm. kind of a creative kid growing up? or? Uh, I think most of it comes out of me just liking to make things uh that's definitely something i've always enjoyed uh whether it was like <coughs> sewing like little little things at school uh or, or, or making jewelry at one point as well um just always really enjoyed making uh just making things and yep. this i guess is an extension of that okay so in primary school and high school you were yep. like in sort of uh always doing creative projects and yeah. uh did you do any kind of creative courses are you like maybe even high school uh creative courses or even at uni like formal formal stuff or uh no not quite formal um everything's just hand taught okay Um, always try to figure some stuff out for myself for the most part yep yep and then how did you get into customizing like luxury items or making your own sort of luxury items uh, I actually just saw a a post of that someone else that did it, and I was like, "That's cool." Mm-hmm. Um, definitely something that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, probably obsessed over that for a yeah. few a few weeks. Um, and this was like, "No, nah, let's do some shorts or something. Let's make some pants. So yeah, put some holes in some pants that I had that already had holes in them. Um, put a Louis scarf in in the holes, and then that was it. Cool. Just kept going." Next project, next project, next project, and here I am. Wow. Yeah, because it's not, I mean, it's not uncommon to see sort of sneakers being customized, like even in high school, I know people like drew on their sneakers or people paint their sneakers. Um, But then, you know, customizing handbags or like the lighters, Mm -hmm. um, all that sort of stuff, which, you know, looks amazing. Um, How did you kind of develop? you know, that customizing into that, what it is now. Uh, how, does it, how, did, how did that start? Yeah. I guess just, uh, oh yeah. With from that, a, with that, with the pants, but yeah, then. Yeah. With the pants and then kind of like moved into honestly, probably just replicating some things that I saw and I was like, that's cool. Give that a go. Practice, learn. Yeah. Kind of started up as a hobby. Wanted a pair of, of, of um, I think like the second pair of things I did was like, Towels are very popular to do customizing with. Yeah, uh, I wanted some like Oraton towel pants or something. <laughs> um, so it was just like you learn as you as, as you went. went uh, you yeah. wanted you had yeah. a creative idea in mind, yeah. and you're just like, how can I create yeah. that? How can I do that? Problem solving, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, just moving to the next project, next project. Um, then kind of just like thinking, okay, well, what can I do differently? Like, and that's where kind of like I brought some three D printing into it all because um, I've got some friends that do like a lot of like yeah. home home 3D printing. I was like, that's cool, but I wonder if it can be done on a bit more mm. of a commercial scale, yeah, um, commercial quality, that sort of thing. Um, 
Yeah, I'm super yeah. interested in uh, 3D printing and yeah, well, yeah I, I just wasn't, and then I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and you've brought some of the items that you've customized here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you talk us through sort of what you've what you've brought? Cool. Um, I guess, and even you can like show the the camera yeah. as well if you want to pick that one up as well. Sorry. So I guess. Sorry. Uh, there's this one. This is a. Where are we? Oh yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, cool. Uh, this is a collaboration between Jor and Soriyama, um, who's a Japanese artist. Yeah. Sorry, I just missed with the That's mic. all good. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so this is, a, this is a little trunk I made um, out of two Dior money pouches. It was a, a collab between yeah, um, Dior and Hajime Soriyama. So who's um, Hajori? Um, so Soriyama is just, he's a Japanese artist. He does a lot of, uh, actual, like, have you seen the Aerosmith, um, uh, the Aerosmith album cover where it's the sexy pinup robot? I think so. Yeah. 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 So he did that. Uh, he does lots of like sexy pinup robot, mm-hmm. um, lots of, uh, vintage seventies vibes. Uh, I love the dinosaurs that he does and it's like dinosaurs, uh, cherry blossoms, which I love, and then the dual pattern. I was like, as soon as I saw they drop that, I was hooked. Um, wow. So I was just waiting, waiting, waiting until I came up with a cool idea, and I was like, this would be perfect for it. So, what did you, how did you make this? What uh, items did you turn like into this bag? What, what is, what is, um, yours that you made and what is like the Dior's? Cool. And the um, so pretty much the stuff that's Dior is just the pattern. Um, yeah. Everything else is um, so, like these clips, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are these are three D printed. Uh, the actual hardware is also three D printed. Chains three D printed, uh, and the strap mechanism as well is also three D printed. Um, everything else would just be leather, um, which I just buy from a leather reseller, mm-hmm. a wholesaler. Sorry. Um, the 3D printer that I use is a, I guess for those interested, uh, is a multi-jet fusion. So pretty much a layer of nylon sands laid across the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I believe about 80 microns of sand in thickness is laid over the top. Uh, that's heated up. Let's repeat that process backwards and forwards. Yep. Um, goes like a little heat machine until it builds that. Um, I have that company send it over to me and then I build it all together um, with a little pattern that I've got at home all ready to go okay so you yep. you outsource the 3d printing from a company did you say yes yep. yes the company over in melbourne oh okay yeah cool can you make that sort of stuff with 3d printers here or that like you can only use kind of expensive 3d printers correct yeah oh yep, okay yeah yep. so yeah Fair that enough. would fall into like that commercial grade sort of 3d printing i was kind of thinking so you know how like when you see like a a home or a hobby grade they've got those lines mm. in them if yep. anyone's ever seen that um I kind of felt that unattractive for what mm. I want to do uh, and, and yeah, kind of saw something a little bit different, stumbled upon these guys after a bit of searching and was really happy with the, with yeah. the quality of the print. Um, from It doesn't even look like it's 3D printed. Yeah, no, the, the attention to detail on the whole thing is insane. Like I can even see your name uh, engraved on that buckle there. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I would have spent about Oh, like maybe 90 to 100 hours in CAD trying to figure it all out um, through um, when I was telling you before I had friends that mm-hmm. have a 3D printer um, kind of prototyping with them I got like bucket full of just like 
uh, 3D printing like prototypes um, in all sorts of kind of material. Um, so it's kind of honed that for about a solid six months until mm-hmm. um, I have something I was happy with, sent the files off to uh, the group over in Melbourne, sent it back, and then probably spent about another month or two trying to figure out how to put the actual whole thing together. Mm. Um, I've got a nice little system. Yeah, well, and done. would you say you're a perfectionist? Because it, yeah, it looks, you can kind of tell that. Try to be. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah very... But very yeah. well put together and like your choice of materials and like yeah even the fact that you know you wanted to outsource your 3d printing from somewhere else it's like mm-hmm. yeah amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no definitely wanted to go with the pebble grain on the leather because i felt that that texture um would just go really nice with like the way the deals kind of woven mm. um so you know definitely definitely detail orientated try my best to be as perfection uh perfectionist as i can Definitely. Even like, even down to like some small things. So like always learning, um, the little buckles, uh, I noticed that if I send the buckles in the file upside down, mm. I get a better print. Oh, well. Wow. Um, as opposed to right side up. So just like tiny little things like that. Um, definitely trying to tweak every little bit. And like, this is probably my first design. Second design was different. Uh, to fix some things that I just wanted to fix. Uh, yep. And third, there'll be a third. Um, and I think that will be my final rendition of it all. And, and that will be the one that I keep pushing and pushing and pushing for sure. So those will be the next oh, ones. Oh, okay, cool. So you've, you're kind of developing a system kind of, of how yeah. to make kind of how to make it yeah. style of bag. And then you'll use different um, designers or different other brands to make like a similar bag or like the same sort of bag. Um. Same bag, so the bag will, from a distance, I guess, look the same. It's just, like, little things will, will change. Um, so on this one, because um, just, like, the trial, just got to test it, see how it works, that sort of thing, make sure it's a viable product to give to people and sell to people. Um, I'll usually keep number one. Um, yep. This is number one. So, for example, there's a, uh, a pocket on the inside that I'm going to change. Um, there's also going to be some clips added onto this part here mm. on the strap just to stop the, the chain from locking up. So, so yeah, always uh, upgrading always as well and changing. Always upgrading, always chasing perfection. <laughs> okay, so what what does um, like the perfect bag sort of feel to you right now? Like, is yep. it like uh, how it hangs when you're walking, or like mm-hmm. how how do you want it to feel? Um, almost like it's not there, really. Yeah, just walk, just walk around. Oh, cool, got a bag. Um, don't really notice it. Doesn't like get in the way like this doesn't get in the way and actually feels quite comfy uh especially i enjoy it more with the strap shorter mm-hmm. it kind of sits underneath like your armpit um kind of like a uh a belt bag or a bum bag yeah kind of being worn like that uh, over the shoulder um yeah so it's nice and easy to get into it's actually a really fun bag to have because like you just unclip the clips pull it up get your stuff oh yeah it? yeah and just like sling it over your back when you're done with it um so you'll find just kind of sits there yeah, so, yep. so yeah. also what type of, uh, like this is like an everyday bag you can take out, Yeah, you know, wherever you're going, yeah. what kind of stuff like can you put in this bag, like your phone, or it's yep. got quite a lot of space obviously, yep. um, maybe if you open it up we can. Sure, um, so I guess in my bag my phone's on the chair next to me. But oh, wow, you've got your logo in, is that a... Yeah, that 3D printed, 3D printed as well. Yeah, so that's a good example of like what happens when you flip it around the other way. So this is printed front side up. 
yeah um in future posts uh, and the post that i posted with the hermes trunk bag mm-hmm. um that was flipped upside down okay um so this one's a little bit harder to read whereas those are much crisper easier to read for sure Jeez, the intent um, the attention to detail is insane <laughs> it's a lot um, so i mean like sunny's wallet keys um, so it's it's uh it's just so kind like of a, like a box yeah at, carries your necessities and then you have the uh that zip which is another component to it so that'll be removed oh you're gonna remove yeah, that you're yeah. gonna remove that okay no no pockets on the inside it's kind of hard um the pockets are kind of small um on the inside of the bag so it's probably just going to be the bag uh and considering 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 some uh like card sleeves mm-hmm. on the inside on the front uh, that would also kind of hopefully give the bag a bit more uh, balance, which is always good as well. So it doesn't like rock too much, mm-hmm. which is always good. So yeah, I like it just for the necessities. Uh, it's a comfy bag. Like uh, I'll ride to my work it with it yep. as well. Um, can have it flicked over the back, can have it sitting in the front, but it goes great on the back. Yep. Um, and this is on like a little bicycle. So cool. Yeah. And it's definitely uh, nice and comfy. Yeah. So the, the chain's all 3D printed as well. Chain's 3D printed. Yep. And yep. Uh, the stitching. So is that your stitching there? Well, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everything, uh, all the stitching you see is either a combination of, of machines or uh, hand. Um, there's a lot of hand stitching that goes into this thing wow. just because the feet of the sewing machine um, just can't quite get up to like, sorry, just looking in the camera again, um, can't quite get like super close up to the buckles. Yeah. Um, otherwise you'll... Okay, interesting. Otherwise you'll damage the leather. Put some scratches on that, which is not desirable mm. at all. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a mix. But otherwise, uh, all the stuff, like, you can see, like, um, the stitching on the on the 3D printed hardware, yeah. that's all hand-pricked, hand-sewn. Yep. Uh, it's a good solid 15 hours of, like, hand-sewing. Oh. It takes a long time to make this bag. <laughs> and the frame of the yeah. bag as well? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Sorry, yeah. Okay. And so you you kind of chose the frame of the bag as well, like the that shape. Uh, do you mean the the like bike? the boxy the boxy shape? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I've always loved trunks. Like even living at home when I was in like uh, high school, mm-hmm. um, we had like a little trunk uh, near the near the front door. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, and oh, cool. Loved it. Just always, always, always loved trunks. Um, want to do a lot more with them. Definitely want to push for those. Um, yeah, that you don't. Fun. It's not like a shape you normally see. Not a about. lot of, not a yeah. lot of. Um, like you've got the Louis trunks. Uh, yeah. The like they've got their own like little. Uh, what do they call them? The soft, soft trunks. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It has a very luxury feel. That yeah. trunk shape. Yes. Yes. No. It definitely does. Hundred uh, percent agree with you there. Um, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Put the clips on. Um, make a little, a little more modern, I suppose. Um, uh, hints of like tech wear yeah yeah um without overdoing it um i like like little little bits and pieces of like different vibes kind of put into something if that makes sense would you say because i can see this being would you say it's almost like a luxury streetwear item to an extent yeah 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 yeah. yeah. well yeah Uh, anytime i see like soft a soft uh louis vuitton soft trunks um yeah they're definitely worn with with streetwear, um, for the most part. That I always see. Um, I just wanted to do something that wouldn't uh, might get some hate for this. Wouldn't go super like 
misshapen. Um, I have noticed the full leather ones have kind of like a tendency to misshapen, kind of go a little rounded in mm-hmm. the sides and edges. And I wanted something that kept its shape and would last forever. Um, it's definitely also another another thing I've got in the front of my mind, trying to keep things forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Dior, I think it's a monogram, the Dior monogram <laughs> logo on the front. Um, Are you talking about the little pins? Yeah. Yeah. So is that, you know, how did you place that in? in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a mission to figure out. I'm so happy I figured it out. Um, but pretty much, so these are individual letters. So if you get up nice and close to them, um, they're not connected. They're individual. There's a plate on the inside. Um, essentially just tried to find the center points. Each one of those uh, letters have like three to four pins that will be pushed through the monogram. Wow. Um, I, I line everything on the inside uh, with with leather. Um, that's hiding uh, on the inside, so you can't feel the plate that these pins push into. But there's also a, a, um, a ballistics nylon, is also what I use on the inside of a lot of my work. Um, that adds extra thickness to everything, a little bit more body, a little bit more stiffness and rigidity. So like, that's why this doesn't fold all too much, yep. but it still has some give. Um, so trying to trying to peel back certain layers within the bag to make everything sit super flush on the inside while also having enough enough room for those pins to go through, like enough fabric for those pins to go through yeah. to stay there. Um, was a bit of a nightmare to figure out. Like I think it took me like two, two and a half hours to try and figure out how the hell to get those pins in. But I figured it out and you just kind of like drive some drive my knife through it all, place everything in the correct spot and just kind of press everything together and it, and it holds uh, quite nicely. Well, like to me, it's almost like how maybe mechanics like maybe take apart a car to like know how it, how it all fits together or people yes. are into like yes, that's exactly computer chips or customizing. Like you've you yep. got to know how this stuff like fits in and works yep. and got to build it backwards sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. is that how you've kind of learned this by yep. taking apart? Yeah different items and putting it together to an extent um i guess the first time i pulled apart a bag um i think i think the first bag i pulled apart was um a dior i uh, not a dior sorry uh a louis vuitton Cirrus, Cirrus, um which is like a big travel bag mm. um just like yeah kind of paid extra close attention to it all um kind of realized that what i thought it would be in my head was probably overworked it was actually very simply made mm. <laughs> um i think if you overdo it you're probably going to get some weird folds and weird creases in the in the in the product um yep. so keep it simple build it simple um definitely something i learned fairly quickly getting into it um just by pulling apart bags um yeah for sure and uh i mean to get the products to make these um, like customized luxury items, it's obviously not cheap. Like they're high end yep. bags and materials. Um, so, I guess when you when you started, did you make a few mistakes? Maybe it yep. like would have cost yes, a bit yes, of money <laughs> to, yes, yes, to get yes, it. I mean, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So first piece I would I think I cut into that was actually worth a bit of money was. Um, Versace towel um, And I mm. remember holding the scissors over the top of it Because like I think I spent like Eight, nine hundred dollars of it on it um, wow. And I was like 
I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. I can just sell this. I can just sell it. Mm. And I was like, snip. And I was like, ah, fucked it. Let's go on and let's continue making this piece then. Um, It's no longer a towel anymore. It's going to be something else. Um, Did you turn it into something else? Yeah. um, I actually made a whole tracksuit out of like two towels. It was a big towel. Um, So it was a big, Mm. uh, yeah, big, big, big Versace towel, um, which was like a a navy color. Um, Yeah. So use that for the pants uh, and the sleeves on a on the jacket, and then the jacket was just like a typical Versace baroque looking thing. Yeah, um, had lots of compliments on it. Actually, just like random people. Yeah, in cafes, cool. just like grabbing my arm, being like, "Hey, this is nice." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh sick. sick! All right, well, I better keep going with this then." People like what I do. <laughs> I guess that that's the pro of it is like maybe if something doesn't work out you still have the materials that yeah. you can customize it and turn it into something else yeah yeah i mess up a towel making pants i've got 20 20 slippers ahead of me or something um it's always just trying to find um find out what you can do with everything like i've got all my off cuts i've got plans for all my off cuts um so i'm trying to hoard or like my bag off cuts yeah like something really cool well at least i think it's really like cool. maybe uh Uses maybe a bit of everything to yeah, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do, yeah. And um, where are you sort of sourcing most of this from? Mm-hmm. And then uh, is there any sites that you recommend for someone who, you know, wants to buy these luxury items? Like where, where, where do you where do you get your stuff from? Yeah. Um, for the most part, a lot of it comes from Vestair. Um, or the brands themselves. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of the scarves, uh, they're all brand new scarves that I mm-hmm. use for uh, for the shorts and everything. Um, so yeah, pretty much everything's usually the brand new or or from Vestair, which has a, in my opinion, probably the, the higher quality of um, authentication uh, towards the item being legitimate, but also the quality. Of the yep. piece being put out, mm-hmm. um, like I've had some things that that have been not not listed as like the handles are sticky, for example, um, and then they kind of they give me the opportunity to be like, okay, do I want that bag that has the sticky handles? Mm. I want the bag mm. that has the sticky handles and putting yeah. it up, yeah. um, or, or or do I not want uh, that? So a lovely company. Um, also, you can yeah you you'd be able to buy maybe items that. You know, it might be something wrong with them because you're gonna, yeah, customize it anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, to cool. me, it doesn't matter if it's got a hole in it. Yeah. Um, like that's a that's a saving right there, really. Um, yeah. Plus, I've also got some some stuff in the works with more damaged uh, items. Uh, I have a client who wants to do some stuff there as well, which I'm very excited for that. Oh, very excited cool. for that. Um, and uh, how do you tell if something is authentic? Um, no. And yeah, cool. Um, I mean details. Uh, it's all in the details. Like how is it with that? experience as well? Like with experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I guess like if you're first buying something, like if I cannot find something on places like Grailed or or um, Vestair, like I would sometimes turn to um, more private sales or um, eBay. eBay, you can find some good and yep. admittedly some bad things. Um, so just kind of pay attention to the photos. Um, Look at it all, but at the end of the day, once you cut into it, you know if it's real or not. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that, that I suppose, comes with experience. Like, I've cut into fake bags. I mean, like, cool. That's a fake bag. Fuck. 
Um, mm, and I've mm. also cut into real things and been like, damn, this is this is much different. This is yeah. you can tell. Um, inter- interesting question for you because mm-hmm. you obviously deal with uh, these sort of brands, uh, their um, accessories and items all the time. Do you think brands like Gucci, like the quality of Gucci, mm-hmm. the quality of Louis Vuitton, these mm-hmm. high-end brands, mm-hmm. is worth what the price tag is most of the time? Uh, I think it's mostly buying into the hype. Um, like I've seen some lovely, like very, 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 very well-made, simple leather leather bags from like your small leather makers. Um, you usually can't go wrong there if you just want a good quality leather mm. bag for sure. Um, okay. Loads of really great stuff there. Um, quality of manufacturing, identical um, for the most part. Uh, like maybe they're using, because they are usually using less less leather, more like canvases. Um, Is this for these the luxury brands the like Gucci brands, or yep, sorry, Louis yeah. Vuitton? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gucci and Louis Vuitton. Uh, they'd be using more canvases, like a coated canvas. Um, they need to put something on the inside to give that body, to give that volume, because like I peel that thing off. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to get a stable, rounded, good-looking bag if you're just using that. So I guess the only differences would be like uh, what interfacing is used, the fact that interfacing is used as opposed to a thicker leather. Um, but for the most part, I think you're just buying into hype. Like mm-hmm. you're buying the you're buying the three grand bag because it's a three grand bag and you can show it off for sure. It'd probably be hard to say, but how much do you think it costs to make? You know the average. Gucci bag in materials. Oh, I guess it depends. Oh, in materials. And 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 maybe depends. Like, what what kind of bag are we talking? Yeah, maybe just like a bag, sort of this big, like a yeah, say a women's handbag. Cool. Um, I guess if you're going for going for the 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 Neverfull, um, I think that's what it's called. Sorry, um, God, I mean like less than ten dollars, really. No way. Hundred percent. No yeah, way. 10, 10, 10 bucks. Um, like the there's not much fabric that goes into it. The fabric's cheap. They're making the fabrics themselves. Yeah. Uh, at least Louis Vuitton is, as far as I oh. know. Um, the monogram they're making themselves. Sorry. Uh, the canvas that they're putting on the inside. Um, God, that might be like two, two, three dollars. Yeah. If I'm maybe being generous, maybe. Um, I mean the hardware. There's not much hardware on those things. Um, probably, probably, probably maybe ten, fifteen dollars. I'll bump it up another five. Yeah. Um, the 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 material that they're sorry, not the material. It's labor. Um, yeah. I guess, obviously, labor comes into it. Taking labor. Um, and then, like, obviously, you got your markups on stuff, but like the the differences between the markups that they're putting on will be a lot more. But again, it's just for the you want that you want that bag. Yeah, you want that bag? You want to buy that bag? Mm. And sort of thing. where are they ma- manufactured mostly? Like, say Gucci bags. Is it in um, Europe or Vietnam or where? Majority of the bags will be made um, in in house. So they'll have a okay. warehouse oh, uh, okay. of their own. Um, so that would be in us- Europe somewhere. Or? Usually in Europe. Um, like Louis Vuitton has them all over the world. I think they've got them in the US. Uh, yeah, US couple of places in through Europe, so Spain, um Okay. France. Um so we, yeah, obviously a higher labor cost. Yeah. Uh, obviously to yeah, make those. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um definitely. Mm. But I mean like it probably like it probably puts them 
like setting like incorporating um labor costs um bringing like paying uh, paying people um materials um and then you've also got to like you got to remember like they're a big brand they got to factor in uh, marketing and, and all that sort of stuff like like you look at a bag and you go how much does it cost to make that bag mm. it's more than what actually just specifically goes into that yeah. bag um because like that's one thing i need everything yeah yeah because yeah, that's one thing i need to think about as well um like i guess like they're probably putting in like a couple hundred dollars into the bag to make the bag um if they're taking mm. everything else into consideration for sure yeah so they're almost yeah th- that marketing aspect they're creating the value yeah. within that brand which yeah. makes people want to buy the yeah. bag as well yeah. yeah 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 i think that's all that falls into marketing like you're telling people that they want to buy that bag um which i guess is what a lot of marketing is all about really yeah yeah sure like, hey, um, this is good you want it people go oh cool that's good i want it yeah it's actually crazy yeah. how much marketing comes into i saw yeah. this yeah. video on yeah. tiktok and it was like they made a f- like a fake store, but it looked like a luxury store, and they had this yes. like very cheap. Did you see that one? I think cheap I did. Yeah, shoes and people, yeah, just yeah. the hype around yeah. it. Yeah, it was funny. So, yeah, super interesting. Funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, no, I do remember that it was actually kind of funny to watch. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah, marketing is is a huge, huge aspect of of anything really, especially especially this though. Yeah, yeah, and in because you, you mentioned you can get, you know, the same sort of quality bag mm-hmm. um from like a leather maker mm-hmm. um are there any like leather makers in perth that you think make like nice bags that you can think of because oh there was one dude but he wasn't making bags uh he was doing uh like like small things like um wallets um keychains stuff like that oh, cool um i can't remember the name for him of him for the life of me but as, as far as i know um at least what his instagram told me he had a kid um and he's focusing i think on that a little bit oh yeah yeah um, yeah bit of a bummer because i really enjoyed watching his stuff yeah i'm always looking for like yeah. people who are, like creating stuff yeah like i'm sure perth, there's plenty of it in perth um, yeah i'm just i'm too busy just making my own thing to, anything, to, yeah. <laughs> to keep my head up and watch other and things is there like a sort of culture or maybe an online community around other people who customize luxury items or things like this maybe sneakers as well i mean sneakers will be a big uh, one but not in perth but like if there is like let me know. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, it's just me. Um, Online, there's not other people doing it as well? Not Like not internationally? Sure. Internationally, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think like internationally, oh, there's not much love between between everyone, I think. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people go, oh, you're ripping me off. Oh, you're doing this. Mm, oh, you're mm, doing that. It's like, yeah. we're not the first. We're not Dapper Dan. Yeah. Um, he was like the first dude to start it all. Yeah. Mm. Um, so so yeah, it's like we've all we've all come from from somewhere. Like, do your best to stay and keep doing your own thing. And, yeah. and but I do find there is a lot of rivalry, I suppose, within the online mm. community, which mm. kind of sucks. It's like there's definitely some people I'd love to collab with. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think people realize um, how much attention to detail you have to have to create something new out of a luxury item, but also it like brings value to that item. Like that mm-hmm. item's already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there. It's made. It's like people yep, want yep. it. Well, that kind of falls into the whole, like I keep the first piece sort of thing. Um, Cause I'm always, I'm always going to like, I want to wear it. I want to see how I can change it. Mm. Um, and I can apply those little points of details to, to bring the value up. So like stop the, to stop a chain from like 
bunching up and getting entangled. Um, find a way to change that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely bringing up uh, attention to details to bring the value up for sure. Make it actually usable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you mentioned, you know, the hours you put into mm. maybe these bags. This one's fifty hours. Fifty hours. This jacket's fifty hours. Oh yeah, you got the jacket as well. So yeah, yeah. Tell us the story behind this this jacket. Um, God, I sorry, I made it a few years ago. Um, I pretty much I wanted I wanted to do a jacket, wanted to shape my own. Um, yeah. So, um, hit up uh, Edward from uh, Cabinet Noir. Yeah. Um, Shout out Eddie. Yeah. Uh, he's actually been very helpful. Lots of good chats. Um, very, very helpful individual for sure. Um, but yeah, I was basically just saying, hey, messaged him like, hey, can I buy some bags from you? He's like, yeah, sure. How much do you want? I'm like, 16, please. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, damn. Um, rocked up. He actually he actually let me buy a little bit more than that, which is good. Um, and yeah, it's kind of put this mm. little thing together but this is made yeah. out of basically like i think i ended up using like it was good that he gave me some more because i think i ended up using like 18 well yeah uh, 18 of his tote bags um but yeah yeah because you're not formally trained in fashion design or nope. anything like that are you not, not at all not at all i've actually been a body piercer for 11 years moving into the 12th year uh oh, this, yeah. this year um so done that for a very long time which is probably where i get a lot of my like detail orientation too because yeah like removing like if i'm marking up for a piercing uh and it doesn't match the other side like a pair of nostrils for example uh the differences that we're, we're using to to make that perfect are really small like half yeah. the size of the dot sometimes we just mark the dot a little higher yeah unless um, like by darkening it up a little higher so really really small tolerances for sure well wow, um, so yeah that's why you, you get your precision your yeah, your value yeah. for like precision yeah. from, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Try my best to apply it um, into something completely different. Uh, it's always fun and exciting learning um, and trying to figure some stuff out. Like I think that's definitely what uh, what stops me from being bored. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, very short attention span, admittedly. Um, but yeah, definitely just trying to apply that to um, this is, is exciting and it's fun and it's, it's, it's entertaining. Actually, you mentioned you had ADHD. Look, (laughs) maybe because undiagnosed shouldn't call it. Oh yeah, I mean sometimes I think this fucker doesn't need to diagnose it. Though it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sometimes I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, and maybe maybe a lot of creative people. Yeah, like just that, just distracted, Mm -hmm. or even when I'm creating something, I'm like, you know, always noticing things around me. Like, yeah, and. Definitely didn't fit the school system in terms of like focusing on yeah. non-creative subjects. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, you know to create this bag, you have to mm-hmm. you have to be very focused, and mm-hmm. like even in your work mm-hmm. as a body piercer, you have to be very focused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's just quite interesting. That yeah, you mentioned you might have ADHD, you like maybe a distracted person, maybe, but then you've got to focus <laughs> undiagnosed. <laughs> but you have to like really focus for these things. So it's yeah. know, it's kind of interesting. No, it is. Um, I mean, it helps. Um, it definitely helps for sure. Like, I can definitely like fall in and out of focus and remind myself, get off your phone, dickhead. Get back yeah. into, get back into your thing. You've got like, I've got like so, 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 so many hours ahead of me of like pieces I need to make. Like, mm. I can't, I can't spend twenty minutes playing on my phone. Yeah. Um, I've got like six, seven hundred hours worth of making. 
building, creating ahead of me on like individual items. So I think I've got like 20 individual pieces wow. loaded up, um, getting ready to make. I think right now I'm working on. Yeah, I, I just kind of let my ADHD flow. I'm just like this thing and then this <laughs> thing. I mean, it's, it's normally to do with my, or my undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah, 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 normally yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, my yeah. work anyway, but I'm like making yeah. this video and then creating this. But yeah, um, yeah, that's super interesting. And in terms of your client base, who mm. who's kind of, do you have a certain, you know, client like that? Uh, not, I guess not Type really. of person that buys your stuff or? Um, I mean, like, like at the end of the people day, it's people with money. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, people with money are just like people who are good at what they do and they know how to make money from it. Um, and depending on how they want to to spend it, um, yeah. Like I've got I've got high profile barristers, um, people who work for Waterworks. I got some dude who owns like a a boxing gym mm. in uh, in California. Yeah. Um, yeah, shop owners. Yeah, um, like business, business. Yeah, people. just business people, really. Um, um, people who are good at what they do from all all walks of life. Mm. Who who like that? Like I've had people who just come up and be like, "Hey, I don't really like a lot of the designer things, but I like what you're doing with it, and I love yeah. the concept of what you're doing with it um, as well." Um, so I guess like at the end of the day, it, I'm building a brand around this, mm-hmm. um, and people who like my brand and what I do um my my clientele for sure yep um yeah so what sort of price range can people sort of expect from you know a customized luxury and brand like this and then yep. maybe for some of your accessories yep. you're looking to um, get something I guess like a lot of my big items so like the trunk this thing's probably most expensive um all up with the with the little mini pouch you put on the strap that I don't have on it today. Mm-hmm. Um, five and a half grand for this, but I mean, like at the end of the day, it's a custom piece. Um, prices change on on the pieces that I'm working with. Um, admittedly, the two money bags that I use for this or money pouches that I use for this are expensive, and that yeah, gets sure. thrown into this. But like the 3D printing is not cheap. Um, it's a 50 hour bag. Like it takes me a long time to make yeah. this thing. Um, and also, like thousands of dollars go into the bag to make the bag, um, sort of thing. Um, this jacket, if I was to try and think of how much this would be, oh, maybe like three grand, mm. or something like this, just purely for the time that went into it. Yeah. Um, then you add the cost of like make of 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 the material. Like this is this is a lot of tote bags I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I try to f- price everything a bit as fairly as I can. Yeah, like, at sure. the end of the day, I want people to be able to buy it. Um, but at the end of the day, again, I still want to be able to... I yeah, need you to, don't want to undervalue yourself. Yeah, I don't want to undervalue myself. I don't want to not make money on something because, like, this is a business. This is yeah. This is my this is my art. This is something that I, that I work very hard to do. Um, and then, like, I mean, like, small pieces. Like, I've got uh, my lighter sleeves, which I do for, like, $200. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yep. um, I've got this as well. Oh yeah, the um, wallet. Yep, it's like little prototypes. Like some things will change on this for sure. Oh yeah, um, but I think something like that. I haven't I haven't put in the hours and how much it costs yeah. me to make it. But I'm I'm shooting for like a five hundred to six hundred dollar product. Yeah. There. Um. So I'm trying to get like a fair a fair range for sure. Because it's also the rarity 
of the yeah. I mean, yeah, like this an artist a and sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No one else is creating the bag how it is here, so it's I like hope not. that art. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sourcing of you know three D printing the. Yeah. The like rarity of the labor and yeah. skill that mm-hmm. goes into the bag as well. And not to mention like R&D, like I spent six, nine months fi- figuring that bag out. Um, yeah. Really Jeez, how it all fits together. Crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, wasted, wasted prints. Um, yeah. Lots, lots, lots goes into it all. Have you ever thought about like, Having a, a store, or maybe you have an online store. Where, where do you where do you sell your products and that sort of thing? Um, for the most part, it's all custom. Um, for the most part, I, I will try to oh, yeah. to build up stock when I can, um, if that is what you want to call it. I suppose. Um, just like we'll try to build up like little pieces that you can buy. Um, that's definitely something I'm trying to work towards. Uh, that's a lot of where those, I think a lot of that, that those like 20 or so bags that I, or pieces that I have mm. going, um, I think like four, four or five of them are commissions, are custom pieces. Everything else is, will be available uh, through a website yep. um, that I have. Um, but everything's sold out on the website, mm-hmm. sorry. Um if you do want some stuff, though, I've got some stuff in in uh, Head to Soul's new shop, the gallery. Oh, yeah. That opened up recently. I saw yep, that. Yep, yeah. Cool. Yep. Oh, I dope. love what they did. Oh, really? Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The boys there are, are lovely. Um, very nice. Um, their work ethic is, is way stronger than mine. Um, no, they're working very hard. What they're are they doing at that, that, that gallery shop? Can you tell us a bit about like what's going on there? Yeah, um, I'd love to, really. Um, so, yeah, a lot of their stuff, um, there's like a more up upmarket streetwear sort of thing. Like, they've got their shoe shop. Um, they have clothes in their shoe shop, but this is more like... like um, Unique items. More unique items. Um, a lot of influence from Japan. Um, definitely a lot of influence from Japan. Uh, uh, streetwear and just like... Not even just like streetwear, um, just like luxury sort of like sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. like um, there's like a Stephen Sprouse um, Louis Vuitton Speedy there, um, which like I've I haven't seen anybody mm, carrying much, much yep. of that around the city um, in Perth. Uh, lots of lots of Murakami, a um, couple of Murakami things. Mm. Um, Goyard, um, which always flips me out when no one knows who Goyard is. Mm. It's like how can you not know who Goyard is? Mm crazy um lots of that um otherwise uh saw some rick owen shoes there which i was like blown back i was like whoa um you didn't really expect um the rick owen shoes there from last seasons yeah um so yeah okay so they're like just a little bit more kind of source like unique yeah. high-end yeah items okay cool yeah, yeah, yeah unique high-end items um and a lot of like vintage sort of stuff that you can't buy anymore Mm. Apart from like these sorts of these sorts of shops, okay. Um, are there like, re- sorry, I was going to say, are there any other stores in Perth that you kind of like to go to or you admire? Um, any other stores, yeah, or designers maybe that are in Perth, like that have a sort of store. Yep, uh, I love everything uh, that One Off does. Mm. Um, definitely, definitely, um, they they seem to be very community based, uh, which I love. Um, helping people other than just themselves is, is something I, 
I really admire for sure. Um, Unlaced, I like what Max is doing. Um, I have a chat with him a few times. He's a really lovely guy, um, real smart, real clever. Um, he built that whole thing when he was like 18, which is ridiculous. Mm. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I built his store up. Um, yeah, cool. no, yeah. Awesome. Lots of people in, in Perth that I admire and look up to. Yeah. Have you seen the fashion industry sort of grow over the past, you know, few years? Like, more people sort of embracing fashion? Because I, I think in, in Perth, it's, or in Australia, mm. in general, fashion's not so much a part of the everyday culture as compared to say japan South yeah, European yeah cities. yeah definitely um i think you could even take a step down from australia and single out perth um yeah. there's a step down from yeah. that as well um like like yeah i don't know if anyone like yeah if you've ever been to to tokyo or or, mm. or something like that um yeah it's just every it's every crazy. person values uh how they dress so much yeah. it's ridiculous um Lots of inspiration there as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's everyone values how they dress for sure. It's a great way to put it. Uh, then I think a lot of the eastern states, especially on your, your major cities, um, especially Melbourne, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, lots, a lot more people will, you will have a bit more of a fashion conscious sort of group of people or everyone yep. I suppose to an extent mm. is. Um, and then I'd probably like step it down once more down to Perth. Um but I mean, like, what's, what's the scene like here in Perth? Compared, maybe compared to other places, mm, I'd say more open because um, there's not a lot of it there. Like, I hear this all the time from about Perth, and like, I agree with it. And I, this is one of the reasons why I love Perth. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like sort of like things here, but there's also not a lot of things here. Like, you have the ability to to broaden within Perth. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think because there's not a lot here, it means yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. Opportun- yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the magic word. I'm trying to find opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities in Perth for sure. Um, you just really got to know how to find them, look for them and, and work them for sure. Yeah. I think as much as, because uh, people know, want things. Yeah. Yeah. Like we want, people want to be Melbourne here. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's the ability to make that happen, uh, obviously, in a very unique way, for sure. Yeah, I think, because uh, a lot of critics here, they're like, oh, there's not much of a scene here. Like, I want to move to Melbourne or go somewhere no, else. No, stay like, here, keep the scene here, like, yeah, grow the scene sure. here. But, yeah, I think a perspective you got to have is, like, it's not here, so why don't you make it here? And you mm. can be that person who does yeah, it here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think, like, if, if COVID's taught us anything, it's e-commerce can, can completely make you. Um, you can definitely work... On, on that uh, and bring your your stuff from Perth doesn't matter where you are um, to the whole world mm-hmm. um, definitely for sure and uh, were you always into fashion like as a as a kid or piercing industry doesn't pay a whole lot um, so to an extent yes um, for the most part I guess no um, like like for the, yeah, like my previous job um, on the east coast um, wasn't wasn't I guess paid the best, so like I didn't really care too much about about clothing. I uh, still liked to dress nice as nice as I could. Um, still really enjoyed like putting on like a nice like a nice shirt stuff like that. But I mean like I'd wear my shoes into the ground until I could feel the hot mm, road yeah. <laughs> on them. Like it wasn't good. Um, over here, I'm in a better paying studio, which is good. Um, 
I have that ability to live a little bit more comfortably. Um, and now I can do, do things that I didn't think I guess was possible. Yeah. Um, just cause like, I'm trying to figure out like what to eat. Mm. Um, yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. Whereas over here it's like, Oh cool. Don't need to worry too much mm. about that. What else can I do? What fun can I have? Like, how can I enjoy myself, enjoy my life? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I mean like to answer your question, uh, I've always liked dressing nice. Like when I was living at home with mum and dad, um, yep. like you get your allowance, you get like your Christmas money, be like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go, let's go out and get like, I think like one of my favorite pieces I got was like this tacky as fuck. Uh, it's like Mark Echo, uh, watch, mm-hmm. um, that was just like full of just like, like foil back diamantes and like they'd always fall out. And it's like, I'd go, I'd go to like the jeweler and be like, Hey, can you put my diamantes back in? It was, oh, like, wow. it was ridiculous. Um, but always, yeah. Like, I guess I always like accessories, like clothing, stuff like that. But for the most part of my adult life, um, it's kind of like bigger things to kind of think about. Yeah. About for sure yeah. Until, until a bit more, I guess with recent times for sure. Yeah. I guess, uh, moving over here, maybe more, the more comfortable lifestyle you could mm. like, maybe afford more pieces that you wanted to wear and yeah. express yourself yeah. with fashion yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, definitely. Um, for sure. Like eyeing pieces off in cabinet in a while that I really like, really mm. want to get, um, really enjoy them. Um, it's nice to be able to do that, I suppose, which is good. Mm-hmm. Are there any artists or designers or people or things that inspire what you're doing like with your work? Yeah, uh, I guess a lot of the people in the same same field um, as what I do. Um, like the, everyone knows the big one, Atai. Uh, Atai's ridiculous with what he does. Um, definitely, definitely like, and being able to see how much success he's had um, definitely kind of like opens up your eyes to like, oh, cool, well, maybe I can do something as cool as that uh, for sure. Um, otherwise, like exclusive game, um love what he does as well uh rich um rich god like him so there's lots of lots of people who do really nice nice tasteful things um really well and you can see how much like success that they're they're having and how much they're doing and it's just like wow yeah maybe maybe this is something i could actually do yeah for sure like uh yeah inspire you to yeah do something yeah what they're doing Mm -hmm. even elevate it or you know bring your own Sort of. Oh, if I elevate past those guys, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one day that'll happen. <laughs> Are there any projects on the horizon that you can talk about, like, or or maybe projects you're working on now that you're kind of really um, happy with, or? I mean, Happy more chunks, more chunks yeah. for yeah. sure. More jackets like this. Uh, I want to steal someone else's food. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to do what they're doing. Um, like that's that's them. I don't want to interfere with that. Mm. I don't want to get into that. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely trying to figure out a way to keep my my jackets a bit more unique, a bit more me. Um, so definitely some stuff closer to like what I've done here. Mm. Um, so yeah, revisiting that. More trunks. Um, that's all I can talk about yeah. in, in, in uh, this. Otherwise, everything's a little bit more secretive. Um, uh, I mean, the sorry, the there will be uh, more uh, wallets um, and card holders. Um, so maybe everyday accessories come accessories through. Everyday accessories yep. will cool. come through. Some keychains, um, stuff like that. So like smaller items. Um, cool. Second to that, I'm actually working on, on building my own little brand. 
Oh, um, which I'd love. Like, a, that's Ooh. fun to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us everything, because uh, <laughs> how are you? Everything that hasn't been decided yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you gonna sort of tie this sort of customization mm-hmm. process into your own brand? Um, oh no, this is separate. Oh, brand. separate. Separate. Oh, you, is it like a separate? Like, this will be a clothing label. Oh, clothing yeah, label. Okay, clothing okay. label moving into accessories and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, okay. um, probably keeping some sort of like shapes similar. Like, I'll probably do. Uh, might do trunks just differently. Um, just kind of differentiate like my my art versus. Yeah, that. well, I, I, I'm imagining, you know, these sort of custom items, but obviously you're not sourcing from Gucci or no, Louis. You're sourcing you're totally sourcing different. from something else or completely yeah. different. You'd have um, your own look to them, like yep. aesthetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those won't be those won't have any designer things. The brand's going to be called Alum, I double L H U M E. Um, and that will be, um, look, this is where I haven't quite exactly tied together what I want to do, but it will basically be a mix of, uh, luxury, um, vintage and, uh, like Gothic architecture, sort of like taking some vibes out of that Mm -hmm. and applying them into clothing tastefully. Cause I know you can definitely go like, uh, like, uh, your, your old gothic sort of like churches if you mention that um and really make that look really tacky mm. um, but definitely just bring elements to that and work that into it um, into clothing pieces like shirts and shirts yeah jackets yeah. maybe yeah shirts jackets shorts um okay, cool. fuck if i ever get the opportunity like sunglasses um bags or stuff like that um definitely so very exciting hopefully get to start that in next year in 2023 mm. um i know a lot of you know, people with their own brands have been in yep. this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time they're also sort of like making their own clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when brands grow, they're kind of, uh, if, if if they are like design, they outsource to maybe Vietnam or like yep. Asia to create yep. the garments. Yeah. Do you think it would ever be... Nope possible <laughs> to create the garments here in australia you know obviously oh, labor, okay yeah costs are high uh, i was gonna sorry to what did, what did you think i was gonna say and also pretty much the exact opposite of that okay <laughs> like do you think that you'll ever do that um i i mean like at the end of the day if the person's paid well um oh, okay at the cool. end of the day i'm happy um it's a very important aspect um referencing i guess what i said beforehand um i have been um in the not in a it was still stable. Like I was still getting like income coming in, but like not the best, not the best income. Some a little bit difficult to kind of live off of. Um, I didn't like that. I don't want anyone who does anything for me or work for me to ever have to do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so um, as with most brands, when they start up, I'm just trying to test my ideas, make sure things are going okay. Um, going through a company in LA, um, staff are paid well, um, very pleased to see that as soon as I saw that uh, I was pretty much committed with that company um, and then getting some stuff done here in Perth uh, otherwise so um, as much as I can I am not real interested in uh, cheap labor but in saying that uh, if like there is a, a company in China who maybe would be cheaper um, for example um, but employees are still treated very well um, I'd be more than happy to I think like Veja is a good example of that for sure mm-hmm. um definitely they outsource their um 
uh, they outsource their their shoes. Uh, sorry, their factory. I think, as far as I know, is 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 in the Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, and employees are paid very well. Um, I actually listened to that on another podcast. Oh, okay. uh, this is very interesting to listen to. Are there any, oh, actually I didn't think of that, are there any brands that you know of that they have a workshop here in Perth or Australia that make their own clothes? Because the, the, I know there is that brand Morrison and I think they have a work, I thought they had a workshop in Fremantle because I used to work around there. But That's cool. Are there I any of that, that? I don't know that. Do you know Morrison, that, that brand is like? I do not. I like, to, I, like to, I like to reference that I'm, you know, the saying like I live under a rock. I am the rock. Oh, okay. Like, I, yeah. No, nah, sorry. Well, I think Morrison's <laughs> women's, <laughs> women's. I've heard of clothing. it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I used to work like near their warehouse. I'm pretty sure they made clothing. I'll have to like yep. fact yep. check yep. this. Yep. But is there any other maybe brands that you know that make the clothing here in a workshop? Like, um, um, not that I would be able to say with certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but like I said, like I, I, I guess I haven't really looked towards or, or read into that too much as far as I know. Like a lot of the people who I'm friends with and a lot of people who I know who do uh, have clothes uh, made, as far as I know, they don't make them in uh, Perth. Mm. Maybe Australia. Yeah. Um, maybe with uh, AS Colour. Um, maybe with them. Um, I had some friends that do some shirts with them, but as far as I know, I'm not aware of, of anyone who does that. But in saying that, I haven't looked for that. But you think with, um, you know, your brand, maybe these luxury items mm-hmm. where, you know, the price is a bit higher, similar mm-hmm. to how, you know, luxury brands like Gucci or Louis Vuitton made in, in Europe, yep. you think it is possible to... Definitely. ...create that in Australia? Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Because, um, I mean, it would be good... To see that. It would be good to see that. Um, like, yeah, like I said before, like I've, I've lived that not so um, comfortable life. I don't wish that upon anyone else. Um, mm. If I could do something like that, I would be more than happy to do something like that. Um, the logistics of that are big, um, admittedly. And you need, you need the d- demand for the product. You need the demand as well. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I think to kind of, potentially try to keep up with that demand as you grow um probably easier to outsource to different companies that mm. have already established those warehouses that can yeah make that especially sort of with the products you're making here it'd be difficult are we talking about my art or yeah well, or illum oh illum <laughs> i guess yeah i don't even know what I, well i mean right, illum we can we can we can we can stop talking about that i guess if you want <laughs> oh, i mean because you illum you said you were going to make bags to an, well, yeah, to eventually, an extent. eventually. Like that would be nice if this works, if that works. Yeah, if a loom works out, it, yeah. I mean, I'd even for that, that it's, it's a whole yeah. different skill and you would, you know, theoretically you have to train someone up to yeah. know how to make the bag. And yeah. I guess it would be a difficult process, but yes. it's it's be possible. It will be possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess looking at that again, it is easier to outsource, outsource yeah. that to people who already make the bags. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think like, I wouldn't know, so I wouldn't say. <laughs> and uh, marketing your stuff, how have you gone mm. about marketing and maybe you know connecting with people to see your product and that sort of thing? Um, admittedly, I probably struggle a little bit more with marketing than anything else. Like I understand the importance, but um, I guess pushing it out there is, for me, I find difficult. Um 
because it's one of those things like you all like anyone within business like I guess understands the fact that get a good product get a good product going then focus on your marketing Um, for me I've I've got to continue working on a good product Um, I'm one one person Um, I make the things I market the things Uh, I have a photographer and a videographer Maverick Mm -hmm. um, who does a wonderful job Um, actually really enjoy what he does Um, and it's been a lot more I guess engaging with his work uh, than it has been with um, I suppose like just like simple like photography like when I first started this was just me and my girlfriend just like taking mm. photos in the street yeah. on her iPhone um, so and like like at a first glance like those photos look nice but these photos look like ridiculous mm. um, and he obviously knows a little bit more um, regarding that sort of thing so it helps with the marketing but um, for me as far as I can as far as I can go with it uh, Instagram yep. realistically okay. is my main is my main thing um, I've tried other other platforms like Twitter and Facebook and they don't connect I think Instagram is a little better for art for sure like Twitter's good for creating a conversation mm. Um, mm. so I'm not exactly sure what Facebook's about anymore <laughs> um, what about TikTok see that's I mean that's a thing I've been told I should give it a go. Um, I'm I'm back and forth in between doing it, I suppose, because I don't know if it would take back from the luxury aspect of it. It's a very young market. Uh, it's a very sorry. It's a very young group of people for the most part on there. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, I for the most part try to cater towards like 25 and upwards. Um, not exactly sure how many of those people over there to 25 are on TikTok. Um, I guess I haven't done enough market research towards that though. Um, yeah, I, I can um, see yeah. like where you're coming from yeah. with that because Reels is and Instagram is much more it's like clean, professional. Yeah. You use like professional video. Yeah. And I think that very much is Reels. And yes, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok predominantly is like the younger audience. Yep. Um, however, I think if you marketed your stuff on TikTok, you made videos, you yep. would absolutely annihilate on that <laughs> platform because of what people want to see, like okay. the whole customizing yep. thing. Um, if you showed like a bit of your creative process, like yep. you would kill it. Like, I think it would be outperform any other social media app for sure. Okay. Down. Um, you would get more awareness and I think you can really like grow massively. All right, everyone that. keeps telling me to do TikTok, and now <laughs> <Yeah>. you are. <laughs> yeah, um, I think for any. All any right, maybe I'll look a little bit yeah. harder towards the, TikTok. The thing then, is, right? <laughs> you have to you have to get your head around the perfection thing, and like even as a photographer, who someone like likes good lighting, likes yeah. good composition, likes using quality equipment. When TikTok came out like a couple of years ago, and I yeah. had to use my phone and make like crappy looking videos and have like this text, and mm-hmm. then you got the voice thing, and it's just like. It hurts my brain, but yeah. you just got to kind of... Push past that. Push past that. There's yeah. a whole different culture on there. Yeah. But I think TikTok will absolutely love what you're doing. I think you'd kill it on there. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. Right, I'll start TikTok. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Talk me into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have shares in TikTok, but I just... Yeah, even <laughs> I, I, I use it. Um, I've used it for my photography. It's, it's insane. But All right, all right. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Jackson, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was amazing to talk about you and your work and everything you're doing. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Um, where can people find you on social media? Cool. Um, Instagram is Jackson Smith, uh, spelt with a five, so J-A-C-K-S-O-N, uh, the number five, M-I-T-H, and look out for a TikTok, I guess. Yeah, to look out for the TikTok <laughs> soon. I'll leave um, the links in the show notes and uh, catch you guys soon. Peace. Yeah. Ooh.